And good morning. Happy Election Day, November 3rd, the year of our Lord 2020. And welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, we're not going to waste much time in inter- introducing uh, this today. Uh, this is a continuation of last Tuesday's um, podcast, um, and we, we spoke about some very important subjects, but we, uh, we did not have time to, to get into two of the most important subjects that, uh, that, that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I believe, Pastor, that we're going to start with the rapture. Uh, uh, a lot of people out there may question uh, and do question the validity of, of what many consider uh, Christianity's most preposterous belief. Uh, and, uh, you know, we can, we can probably, uh, you could probably explain why they view it as preposterous, but, but um, we do believe in, in the rapture. And uh, we're going to discuss that today. Um, without further ado, uh, I'm going to let you get started on that, Pastor. Uh, the question being, is the rapture a real event? Uh, is it really going to occur? And if so, how and why? So if you don't mind, take her away, Pastor. All right, I've got it. Now, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, uh, teach this lesson uh, from an outline, and here's the, here's the basic bones of the outline. It's going to be the order of prophetic events, and here is the order of events that have not yet occurred but are going to, and the first one is the rapture of the church. The second one is not very much spoken of, but it, it's about the return uh, of Israel to the land, their revival, their uh, reconstruction, uh, and so uh, we'll go over. We'll talk about that briefly. And then the third thing is, uh, event. It will be the revived Roman Empire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we may talk about for some minutes. Wait, I'm not sure. Number four is the revealing of Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Now, these other events have to occur first. So that's that. And then the fifth thing is the return of Jesus Christ to the earth, and that is in Revelation chapter 19. Understand this. The rapture and the return of Jesus Christ are two different events. Yes, yes, indeed they are. The rapture is the next a prophetic thing to be re- to be fulfilled, and then the return uh, to earth is, is the uh, last event in uh, the dispensations of the, of the first six dispensations. Right. So, all right. So, let's go to the scriptures. Um, let me again repeat the rules of, of uh, engagement. Uh, always speak, teach, um, write, whatever you're going to do, preacher or Sunday school teacher uh, or anybody that does any teaching, as always do that under the banner of what saith the Scripture. Amen. Secondly, don't believe me just because I said it. I mean, who am I? But believe it because God said it. Years ago, I had a preacher stand up and 
in the uh, chapel service at Hiles Anderson College, a great big man, and he came out from behind the pulpit and says, Preacher boys, if God said it, stand up and speak up. If God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. Right. And so those are some of my rules. And if I know everything, I mean, if I know anything, it's that I don't know everything. I'm still learning. So are you. Right. So, uh, uh, and, and as we teach, we learn. And so it's really good to, to get this privilege and this uh, uh, and responsibility uh, and to, to, to teach. So, so let's, go, let's go to the rapture, all right? Um, first of all, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Are we uh, starting in verse 15? We're going to start, we're actually going to start with verse 51, but we'll have a couple of verses before before uh, we say that. Uh, the, the, uh, it, it's talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ in the first four verses, and it talks about the grace of God, and it talks about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in verses 15 and 16 and 17. And then it says in nine, verse 19, if in, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Right. Yeah. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that's, that slept. And so, and, and he goes on to say about how as, as an animal, by even so in Christ shall all be, men be made alive. And then he says something rather amazing uh, in verse 51. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Mm. The Greek word there, the Bible word there, is mysterion, and it means something that was revealed in the past, or that was uh, hidden in the past, mm -hmm. but revealed now. Right. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. And so he's saying, Wake up, we shall not all sleep. And when he says that, he's talking about the sleep of death. Right. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Yes. He now, who are we? <laughs> Believers during the church age. That's right. And then verse 52 says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So everybody that's died uh, as a believer since Pentecost up until the present time uh, will be raised incorruptible in a new body. Yeah, amen. And then it says we shall be changed. changed. Who are the we? <laughs> we people who are left. Yes. Then it says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. And so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? And the victory is in what we call the rapture of the church. When Jesus will come, uh, there will be a trump, a trumpet, and, uh, and, and we'll see in another scripture, uh, a shout, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Now let's turn quickly to First Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 4, and Paul is talking yeah. again about what we call the rapture of the church. By the way, the word rapture doesn't occur in the English Bible. It's a, it's a Latin term, which, which is um, the same as the uh, Greek term, harpazo. 
and and it means to catch away. So in in First Thessalonians chapter four, we begin reading at verse thirteen, and he says, "But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep." There's those people sleeping. Then the people who are dead in Christ Jesus, and he says. Uh, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Right. We need to be happy and joyous and <laughs> rejoicing in the fact of the coming rapture yes. of Amen. the church. Amen. Then he says in verse 14 of First uh, Thessalonians 4, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep, remember, dead, yeah. Yeah. will sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. Mm, mm, mm. Now, that's talking about the second coming after the rapture. Then he says this, back to the rapture, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. So the order of the resurrection at the rapture is those who first of all died in Jesus Christ and were buried. And then after that, immediately, those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and are still in our human bodies will be caught up. It says in verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Now I know Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse says, it says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And those people that are now dead in Christ, their souls and spirits are with the Lord Jesus Christ. But they will be reunited with the resurrected body at the rapture of the church. Right. So, so their, their spirits are now with, with Christ, uh, yep. but without a body. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so then at, that, at the point of the rapture... They get their new body in an instant, twinkling of an eye. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. At the last trump. That's, that's, it'll happen immediately. And then we, which are alive and remain, uh, it doesn't mean that we'll go up in, uh, uh, into heaven with the bodies that we have. It says we'll get a new body. We shall mm-hmm. all be, be changed. changed. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says, who shall save us from the body of this death? That's right. And it's Jesus Christ who will come in the rapture, and it is a real event. Amen. Now, yes, I is. know that there are scoffers that say, you guys, you Christians, you're always saying about, um, you know, Jesus is going to come and get you. When is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? <laughs> and by the way, we don't have an answer to that. No, we don't Our know. only answer is, is when God decides. That's right. And so... Uh, we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, for eternal salvation. Let's trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word for the rapture of the church. It's yep. an event that's coming. Yes, amen. Now, now, after this, after this, and you have to go to, uh, and I won't ask anybody to go to it now, but to read Ezekiel 
chapters 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. It talks about the return of Israel, uh, of the Jews to Israel. And mm -hmm. people will say, well, that's already happened. Or that's not, happening now. Not completely. No. 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 Uh, as I said, the Jews right now, as a nation, have only one-sixth of the property that was given to Abraham, the first Hebrew, in the Abrahamic covenant. That's right. So they got a lot of land to fill up with Jews. Uh, Ezekiel, and I'm not going to go into all this in Ezekiel, except just a couple of little verses, which says this, that uh, that, uh, that God uh, will, will take the Jews out of every nation under heaven mm -hmm. and bring them back. That's their return. And... And he says that, do you see these dry bones in that valley? And they say, and Ezekiel said, yep. He said, this is Israel. And flesh started to come on those bones. The bones arose, and they were revived. The, 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 the nation of Israel will be revived. They will return to the land. They will be revived in the land. And they will be regathered. You know, Israel, years ago, centuries ago, became two nations. Israel and Judah. That's right. Israel being the ten northern tribes, Judah being the two southern tribes. Mm -hmm. And it's still pretty much that way. Yeah. They have not been regathered. And, and Ezekiel uh, 36 and 37 talks about the two sticks. Right. One with Israel written on, one with Judah written on, and those sticks will be gathered together into one stick. That hasn't happened yet. Not yet. And it won't happen until after the rapture of church right okay now that that's the rapture the return of israel uh, uh, and then we will uh, then we will see the revival of the roman empire right nebuchadnezzar's image in, in daniel chapter 2 talks about that dream that he saw and a great big image he saw with a head of gold and arms and shoulders of of silver uh, and uh, the brand then there was the the brass skirt apron and mm -hmm. then there were two le two legs and and uh, indicating the two sections of the old roman empire the eastern and the western uh the eastern capital was at constantinople and the, and the western was at rome uh that's and that still hasn't they still haven't uh, uh, returned uh, to the the old uh, Roman Empire, that's right. but the Roman Empire will be revealed, and it's that's the ten toes of that of that uh, uh, image which Nebuchadnezzar saw, and so there will probably be ten nations that will be comprised the new revived Roman Empire. Many people believe it's the European Union. I'm not going to say that's uh, a lead pipe cinch, but I'm thinking it's a pretty good guess. I think it is too. Yeah. Okay, so when all of these things have come to pass, then God will begin dealing with Israel as a complete and whole nation. Right. For a period of seven years, you'll read about it in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Mm -hmm. And the prince that shall come will come and, and renew the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant with Israel, for the period of seven years. We call that period the tribulation period. Now, we do that because of the second half of the, of, of the tribulation is really nasty. Yeah. But the first half is relatively peaceful, particularly for Israel. That's right. 
All right. Then, um, and then in the middle of that seven-year tribulation period, the Antichrist will be revealed. Mm -hmm. All right? And so that's the series of events. Now, who will he be? Uh, is he alive today? Could be. Is he, in, is he in some position of leadership today? And those are a lot of questions that people have, and I, and, uh, I, I can't answer them. Is he alive today? If he is, I suspect that he's probably an infant or maybe a very young uh, child mm -hmm. because, because we don't know when the rapture is going to occur. No, we don't. And after the rapture, we don't know how long it's going to take for Israel to get back totally into Israel. Right. The population totally. There are some prophetic scholars that think that's going to be about eight years uh, because of some math that they do regarding the 70 weeks determined upon Israel in Daniel chapter 9, but that's for a different time. Understand now that uh, that uh, the rapture has to occur, uh, and then there has to be a period of time uh, when Israel will return to the land, and then there's a time when God will begin dealing with Israel again at his elect nation, and make no mistake. The scripture tells us in Isaiah 45, verse 4, that Israel is God's elect nation. That's right. He, Israel is the nation that God has chosen, and he chose that nation to be a, a receptacle for uh, the Lord Jesus Christ's birth and, and his I, ministry. And I think, I think, Pastor, if you don't mind me interjecting something here. I, I, uh, I love it. Uh, do it. What, what? What that if anybody that that believes that uh, Israel does not possess that covenant with with God anymore, um, I believe are called replacement theologians, and uh, yes. and we need to make it clear that that and you just did that um, Israel uh, was made a promise by God. Abraham uh, was promised by God that he would he would. Uh, Make him a great nation in Genesis 12, and and yeah, and, and, and he is cursed Hebrew in Genesis 14:13. That's right. And God, uh, number one, does not lie. He he does not break promises. And that covenant with the Jews, with Abraham, uh, is still in effect. Uh, anything less than that? Let's put it this way: it's in abeyance. Yes. But yes, it is. Yes. But yes. Yet yeah, still in effect, God does not break a promise, and uh, this this new replacement theology, saying that that uh, the New Testament Church is now in possession of that covenant and the Jews no longer have it, is an out and out it's an out and out lie. Uh, it's fake. It's fraud. It is. Uh, it's 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 scripturally uh, incorrect. It's so scripturally uh, incorrect. Yeah. And never the and the Bible never even that that's the case. Never, never, not anywhere. No, no place, no place. Israel is God's elect nation, according to Isaiah 45, 4. As I said, by the way, with regard to that word elect, mm -hmm. there are there is an individual election going on today. Yes, there is. And that is everyone who believes in Jesus Christ becomes one of God's elect people. Absolutely. Individuals. 
Absolutely. Right. Yeah, in fact, Peter talks about it in First Peter chapter 1, and when he talks to the election, that he talk, talks about people who are elect according to the foreknowledge of God. And while I'm saying that, I want you to understand something. Uh, if, if, we, if we would just understand and believe and live in Acts chapter 15, 18, a lot of these things will become more understandable to us because, uh, because James, who headed up that big confab in, in Acts chapter 15, where Peter and Paul were both present, mm -hmm. he said this, For known unto God are all his works from the beginning. <laughs> That's right. He knows when the rapture is going to occur. He knows who's going to get saved. He didn't. He didn't choose anybody to go to hell. Limited atonement is an as a wicked, nasty, yeah. fraudulent yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Don't believe it. That's right. Jesus became an atonement for the, our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Yeah. Everybody. Yep. Everybody has a shot at it. And if you're listening today and you're not sure of your salvation, understand this. You're saved, you can be saved by grace through faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. And then you become one of God's elect. Then you'll be one of those people that's going to go in the rapture and won't see the return, the revival, the regathering of, of Israel, nor will you see the revealing of the Antichrist. That's right. Now, is it wrong for you to ask who the Antichrist is? No, it's not. What's wrong is to understand that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you won't be around when the Antichrist is revealed. Right. Okay? Right. Now, I'm going to tell you up front, Curtis and those of you who are listening, and I know I will get some argument on this, and I won't be a dogmatic on it. Here's who I think the Antichrist will be. I don't know his name, but here's the things. When I look at Revelation 13 and 14, 12, 13, and 14, mm -hmm. and you might want to turn there now because that's where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. But in the Old Testament, when... when uh, uh, Jacob is blessing his 12 children. Yep. And I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with that uh, with that scripture, but but he's ble he's blessing them and he's he's saying and he's and and he's telling them what what they're going to be like. And so um, he said, Dan, he comes to the tribe of Dan, mm -hmm. and he says, Dan shall judge his people. Yep. yep. It is unmistakable. Dan shall judge his people. Let's go to, I think it's in Genesis chapter 46, if we go turn there. Okay. Genesis 46. You there? I'm there. Okay, I got there. I'm slow. Okay. He talked about, um, he talked about uh, especially uh, the sons of Judah, or Onan, Shelah, Ferris, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he's talking about, 
I'm sorry. I've got it wrong, yeah, it's sir. Not, it's not 46. It's, um... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. 49. Genesis 49. Yeah, that's where he, yeah, yeah. He, ble okay, he, blesses, he blesses his sons, yeah. Yeah, and he talks about Reuben, the firstborn, and, yeah. then, uh, and then he talks about uh, yeah. uh, the other, Simeon, then Levi. Uh, then he talks uh, uh, about Judah, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, um, then he gets to uh, Zebulun and Issachar. And then in, in uh, uh, Genesis 49, verse 16, he says this, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Mm. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. Dan is going to be in charge mm -hmm. of the nation, yep. the whole nation. Of Israel, uh -huh. it goes on to say, Dan shall be a serpent. Uh-oh. Who else is called a serpent in the scripture? In the book of the Revelation, many times, Satan, Satan. is called a serpent. He was a serpent in the garden. Yep. It says, Dan shall be a serpent, by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels so that his rider shall fall backward. Mm -hmm. That's a prophecy about Dan. Now, understand this, that Dan was never mentioned in the, in the 12 tribes in Revelation chapter 7 when God said you pick 12,000 men from each of the 12 tribes and they're going to go out, 144,000 of them, and they'll preach the gospel. Yep. Dan is not mentioned. He's not included in that group, is he? No. Now, I can't, I can't historically prove this. However, I've read some histories that indicate that Dan moved from his original land in Israel to the north and became the northernmost tribe of Israel and then disappeared as a tribe because they migrated to Europe. And many people think that, they, that Dan migrated to uh, places like Germany and Russia. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, in, in Germany, we have a lot, uh, some towns that are named Dan. Uh, Danzig. Yep. There's a river named the Danube. The Danube, yep. And isn't it interesting that the two men in history that sought to do away with the Jewish nation totally uh -huh. were named Joe Stalin. Yep. Who, who, by the way, killed more Jews than Hitler. Sure did. And Adolf, and Adolf Hitler. Now, why were they wanting to do away with the Jews? Because the Jews wouldn't go along with, with the dictatorships of Stalin and Nazi because they were wanting to serve the God of Israel. And there were, why were there so many Jews in those nations? Because one of their total tribes mm -hmm. migrated mm -hmm. and, propag and, and propagated. Yep. So I think that, that the Antichrist, who will he be, and I'm saying this right up front, will come from the tribe of Dan. Mm. And then later on in the book of the Revelation, we see that he'll come from a, from a ten-tribe nation. Uh -huh. I believe that, that, that the Antichrist will be from the tribe of Dan and will come out of the revived Roman, Roman Empire. Yep. Empire. Mm -hmm. 
believe he will be revealed at the midpoint of the tribulation. That's when he enters the temple, the rebuilt Jewish temple, and declares himself to be God. That's in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And uh, how are we doing with time, Chris? Uh, about a half hour left, Pastor. Okay. Uh, let's have the, our people turn to Daniel chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Isaiah, Isaiah Jeremiah, Ezekiel, mm -hmm. Daniel. Daniel okay. chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. So Daniel was a captive in, in Babylon. By the way, he was a very highly prized captive. He was second in command to, to Nebuchadnezzar there for a while. That's right. And then he says, and I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture. I'll try to do it slowly. It says in the in Daniel 9, verse, in the first year of Darius, mm -hmm. the son of Ahasuerus of the seed of, of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the, by the way, it was the Medes that took over the uh, part of the Babylonian Empire. That's right. Anyway, uh, and the Persians were the other ones. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books of the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So Jeremiah prophesied that the, Jew, that the Jews would go into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. Yep. yep. So Daniel prayed, and uh, and uh, and he confessed uh, that that. Their nation, he says, we have sinned in verse 5. We've committed iniquity. We've, mm -hmm. we've rebelled and we've departed from your precepts. We've hearkened to other servants and, and we've listened to other kings and princes and so forth. And, uh, and we've done so bad. Um, and he said, uh, to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. And he continues with that. Uh, and, then, and then he says this. Uh, and he prays to God and, and, and implores God, wants forgiveness. And he said, while I was speaking and praying, verse 20, confessing my sin, sin of my people Israel, and, and, uh, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, uh, for the holy mountain of my God, oh, yeah, while I was still speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. Here comes the angel. Yep. Whom I have seen in a vision in the beginning, and he came. And he informed me and talked with me and said, here, Daniel, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to give you understanding that, the you know, when uh, when you began to pray, I, I came forth and, and I was delayed for a while. And we won't go into that. Then he says this in, in verse 24, 70 weeks mm -hmm. are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Yeah. To finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make a reconciliation for iniquity and to bring an everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Right. Now, in the Bible, a week was a period of seven years. So if you say that there are 70 periods of seven years, then there are 490 years where God has determined to deal with Israel as a nation. That's right. Now, are we still in those 490 years? I think it's in abeyance for right now. I do too, yeah. And there are, inter yeah. Uh, you know, there were interruptions in it. 
because he says in verse 25, Know ye therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem mm-hmm. unto Messiah the Prince mm-hmm. shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks, 69 weeks. Right. That'll be 483 years. That's right. Have those 43, uh, 49 years, oh, excuse me, 483 years uh, passed yet. <clears throat> I think there's a sense in which they may have. I think they may have, and, and that, that, that would leave uh, seven years unaccounted for, wouldn't it, Pastor? It certainly would, Stanley. Now listen. Now when did those 490 years begin? They begin with the command to restore Israel and that or right. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And that happened in Nehemiah chapter when Cyrus when when Nehemiah begged Cyrus, let me let me have permission to go and rebuild Jerusalem because the walls are down and the whole city's in disorder. Let me go back and rebuild Jerusalem. Right. And that happened apparently between 440 and 445 and 440 um, uh, BC. And most people think, uh, good historians said that happened 445 BC. Now, how many years was it from that time till the time Christ was born? How many years was it? Well, if it was in 445 BC, it was 445 years. That's right. And so that first 400 and, uh, 400 and, and how many did I say? 445 years right. have been have been completed. Yeah. And then there's an interruption. Mm-hmm. And then and then we get to 483 years, and and so there's an interruption between that 445 and that 483. That interruption uh, occurs when Israel goes back into the land. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that final seven years starts. Now listen to what happens with uh, uh, in Daniel. Mm-hmm. Here's the prophecy: After three score and two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, mm-hmm. but not for himself. The people, of prince, that uh, the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Yep. And the end thereof shall be with a flood unto the end uh, of the war. Desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant. Mm-hmm. What covenant? Mm-hmm. Well, if he's from the tribe of Dan, he knows quite well what, what the that covenant, covenant of Abraham will be. was. He's going to judge and, his people. That's right. So he says... And he, he says, uh, uh, yes, you will be a nation, and we'll go to the Abrahamic covenant and for, for seven years. Mm-hmm. Now, why wouldn't they smart enough to say, well, what's going to happen in those seven years? Maybe they thought that that would be when the, the Lord would return. However, mm-hmm. he says that in the midst of the week, that is, at the end of three and a half years, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease the Jewish sacrifices in the tabernacle. And and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, 
even till the, until the consummation that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. It'll, these things will happen until the end of the tribulation. But they will begin in the midweek of the tribulation. So that the prince that shall come, that, uh, that Daniel talks about, will probably be, and I think it is, the Antichrist. Yep. I think he'll be a Jew from the revived Roman Empire. Uh, I think that uh, he will have uh, a lot of a lot of clout, as it were. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, we might get through this, <laughs> <laughs> and we might not. Uh, we may have to. We may have to continue next week. You never know. Okay. okay so in Revelation 12, chapter twelve, it's it's sort of a rehash of the prophecy of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, and in uh, chapter 12, verse 3, there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a red, great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. His tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, this is the, the, the one, the, the dragon is Satan. He drew one-third of the angels to himself, and they got kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And that happened uh, in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel uh, uh, 24. Okay. Right. We see that. So there are, and by the way, Satan and his minions are called, he's called the prince of the powers of the air. Even right now, they're still having access to heaven to accuse the brethren. That's right like they did in the book of Job. Mm-hmm. Now, who was the woman? She brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations, and so that was Israel. Israel, yep. And the woman fled into the wilderness. Wow. Uh-huh. Where she had a place prepared of God that they should uh, that they should feed her there a thousand, two hundred, and three score days, three and a half uh, three years. Three and a half years, yep. yep. They would live in, in, in fear of this beast. And that happened in the midst of the tribulation. And where do they go? I think it was to the city of Petra. Yeah, I think I think that's probably correct. In Jordan, yep. great red rock city. That's right. Okay, now let's continue. Um, in verse 10, chapter 12, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power is Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down and accused and we accuse them uh, before our God night and day. And we do know that Satan will come, come a time when he will be locked in prison. Oh, yeah. Then he'll be let out, let out for a little time at the end of the millennium. And it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. And the only way, uh, people, if you're not saved, the only way that you can be an overcomer in all of this nastiness is to be saved. That's right. By the way, if you get saved today, you will have to go through this tribulation. Amen. You will have been raptured, and you will have got given a new body, and you'll be with the Lord Jesus Christ, waiting to come back to earth with him in Revelation 19. Hallelujah. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Yeah. 
and and the seal of the devil has come to, come down unto you, having great wrath, wrath because he knoweth that he time and he had a short time. Yep. He's only got three and a half years left. Mm-hmm. And when the dragon saw he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman. And when, when it says cast down to the earth, that meant he had no longer access to heaven to accuse the brethren. That's right. That's it. And the earth opened the, helped the water and opened her mouth, swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth because the dragon sent a flood after them and so forth. Now let's let's go forward to Revelation 13. I hear this is John, and he's seeing this vision. This is all uh, prophetic. Mm-hmm. This was about in, in the year 90 to 95 uh, uh, AD. AD. Yeah. And so this stuff is yet to come. And he said, and I stood upon the sand of the sea. Now in the Old Testament, the sea is a type of the Gentile nations. Right. And so he said, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. Aha. Uh-huh. The heads of ten states uh-huh. of the revived Roman Empire. Uh, yep. And upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And, I, and the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Feet were like the feet of the bear. And by the way, a lot of these things are talked about in the book of Daniel, about the nations that would... Uh, that we're going to rule the earth and have already. That's right. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, those nations are Babylon. And after Babylon, it was the Medo-Persian mm-hmm. Empire. And after the Medo- Medo-Persian Empire, it was the uh, Alexander the Great and Greece. The Greeks, yeah. Uh, and, these, and these animals are, are talked about in the book of Daniel. And then the Romans. And then in the toes are the revi- revived, well, the two legs were the two, the eastern and western branches of the Roman Empire mm-hmm. that then was, and the ten toes of that uh, image are the revived, the nations of the revived Roman Empire. So mm-hmm. here he comes, he comes out of the sea, and look at, he says, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, Revelation 13.3, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this is, Kurt? This is the fake crucifixion and resurrection. Yeah, I, I think so. And the Antichrist is the fake Christ. That's right. And they said, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 42 months. Mm. Let's see, how long is 42 months, Pastor? Ah, three and one half years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, <laughs> now that, that guy in the midst of the week, he sits in the temple of God, telling people he is God in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could not be clearer. And so I'm going to turn there and read from it. It says, oh, it, it talks it, it, it talks about the wicked, that wicked one um, in the earlier verses. And he says, <clears throat> for yourselves, verse 7, for yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's man's meat, and so forth, and uh, help me with the Greek. Am I in the right chapter? 
I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm in the wrong verses. Yeah. Verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And so here's this word, mysterion. There is a mystery. This is being revealed to us. Not, not the very Antichrist, but about the Antichrist. He says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Right. You know, First uh, John says there are many antichrists in the world today, but antichrist will come. So, so he says, only he who now letteth will let till he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed. Right. For the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power. And before this, um, this person was a person who was called, um, let's go back to verse 3. Let let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Mm -hmm. And he says he'll sit in the temple of God, so there will be a rebuilt temple, and he will show himself that he is God. And he says, now remember, because I told you these things when I was with you. So, so here it is, a, a man from out of, this, from out of the Gentile nations mm-hmm. will rise up, and he will get great power. How many minutes have we got left? About 15. Okay. And, uh, and then, so Revelation 13, uh, the rest of those verses talk about uh, the Antichrist, and he talks about uh, where he got his power. And his power was given to him by the serpent, That's right. who was the devil. And then he had he had a right hand man, who was called the false prophet. Oh yeah. And that false prophet went preaching the gospel of, or the false gospel of the antichrist. Mm-hmm. And so we see here that in the last half of the tribulation, we will see the fake Trinity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. And uh, so, and let me uh, let me be a little bit more. Uh, I think I've got those. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they will be the fake Trinity, and um, and then we get to where um, he he makes people wear the mark of the beast. That's right. And he says this. Chapter 13 of Revelation, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, Mm -hmm. to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now they got to have receive a mark. And the mark was was, uh, was, um, ordered by the beast that everybody, men, women, children, everybody had to wear the mark of the beast. And there will be some folks who will not receive the mark of the beast. And the book of the Revelation says that, and they will be killed. Yep. Let's continue reading about that. Um, uh, and no man, see, he, re, he have to receive the mark of the beast in their right hand or their foreheads. Will that be a visible mark, Curtis, do you think? Um, I, I think it could be, but uh, I, I'm... With with modern technology, uh, uh, artificial intelligence is, is really what I'm talking about. I believe that that this will be uh, a subcutaneous mark uh, that may not be visible on the skin, but will be readable by uh, laser.
that, that, that that's just my personal belief. I, I, I that's what I think is going to happen. Okay, for some people, if they, well, I don't think it's visible to the human beings yet, but I, and I think that uh, uh, that the beast made it that way because he wants to find out uh, rather rapidly who hasn't got the mark. That's right. And so yeah. whenever so whenever you go to Kroger's before you get in the door, <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to have your mark read by an infrared device or some other such thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it says, here's wisdom. Let it let in the understanding uh, count. Oh wait, oh, wait a minute. Verse 17, okay. yeah, that no man yeah, might buy or sell. No man might buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm-hmm. Here's wisdom. Let him have understanding. Count the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, and, it, and his number is 600, three score, and six. Let's talk about that. Three numbers, they're all six. Mm-hmm. There are many, many brilliant scholars, Bible scholars, eschatological scholars, mm-hmm. scholars who have done wonderful studies. And one of the studies that a lot of these men have done is the study of numerology. Right. And in numerology, I'll just give you four numbers that I know of. Uh, four in Bible uh, parlance is the number of the earth, uh-huh. four seasons, four directions, so forth. Five is the number of grace. Yep. The number of things you can get by grace, five of them. Yep. Six is the number of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what number? What what day was he made? Uh, on day number six. On, yep. On the sixth day. Seven. Seven is the number of completed things. Mm-hmm. Is the number of new beginnings. Right. Now let's go back to the number of the man. Now there are three sixes. Do you know that a long time ago, Sharon uh, uh, and I remember this clearly when we first got our first Social Security card. And we had some, <laughs> some rather scary preachers telling us that that's the mark of the beast. Right, right. Because in your social security card here in America, mm-hmm. it's a series of three numbers. Yeah. Yeah. There are three numbers, a, a, a hyphen, two numbers, a hyphen, and then four numbers. Mm-hmm. Each of those is the number of a man. And so they said that that's 666. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think that that might be. You know, my social security card is not the number of the beast because it's neither in my forehead nor on my right hand. It's in my billfold. That's right. So, and I can go and buy, and nobody checks my social security card to see if I can buy a Thanksgiving spiral cut ham. Right, right. You know? Okay. So, but if you don't have that mark, too bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so... He's going to have them. That's his mark. And that's what the mark of the beast is. So understand that. Okay. About 10 minutes. Um, about 10 minutes, Pastor. We're going to be we're going to be cut off here in 10. Okay. 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 So let's go back in, in Revelation 13. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, I, verse 11, he said, I beheld, beheld another beast coming out of the earth had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Mm-hmm. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, 
and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders. Mm-hmm. And he maketh fire come down from heaven uh, and on earth inside of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Mm-hmm. Saying to them uh, uh, that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast uh, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And so this is the false prophet, thereby completing... The unholy the trinity, unholy trinity yeah. which will last for three and a half years, mm-hmm. and then turn to Revelation chapter nineteen. Now we only gave you, we've only given the people uh, a small portion yeah, a very, of what uh, these prophecies <laughs> are saying. But you, but but now you know the basics: the rapture, Israel then returns to the land. Um, uh, to, uh, to the land, uh, the Roman Empire is revived. Antichrist, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, prince that shall come, the Antichrist uh, renews the covenant of Abraham, and then in the midst of the tribulation, uh, he's revealed, and then we see the retur- the uh, ravaging uh, by the Antichrist, and then we see uh, the glorious victory in Revelation chapter 19. Yes. You ready? Oh, yeah. After these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, and glory, and honor, and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up for an ever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God. And you find these these creatures in Revelation chapter 4 around the throne of God. And in verse 5, And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, small and great. And and, and it goes on and on. And and, uh, then he said this. uh, 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 I'm trying to condense. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the very supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship. And he said unto me, See, do not, I am thy fellow servant. Um, now, let's go before that. Verse 5. A voice came out of heaven, uh, came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, and so forth. And then he said, And I heard, as it were, a voice of great multitude, voice of many waters, and the voice of many thunders, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, omnipotent, reigneth. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Lord re- returning to the earth, uh, and it gives you, a, 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 in, in verse 11, I saw heaven open, behold, a white horse. He that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he that judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a new name written that no man knew but he himself, mm-hmm. and he was clothed with vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Yes. And the armies which were in heaven, that's us, folks, yeah. followed him upon white horses. Mm-hmm. That's us, folks, clothed in fine linen, linen white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to, you know, you can go back to Revelations 116, 
and see that very thing. Yep. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. And then the rest of it talks about him completing, and he, uh, and then you see, okay, so what happened to the beast? Mm-hmm. Verse 19, Revelation 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against an army. How foolish! Here is this person coming down from heaven. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to make war against him? Yeah. But that's how that's how deceit uh, they are. Uh, and the beast was taken, verse 20, the beast was taken with him, the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with, with which he received them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Boy. Please get saved today if you're listening. Amen. I know some of these things may have not have made sense to you, but these things are going to really happen. That's right. And the and, and the remnant were slain mm-hmm. with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. That's right. Which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Well, what happened to the devil? Revelation 20, verse 2, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, mm-hmm. and and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Yes. And then the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, which will come after all these other events. And we'll take part in that millennial reign, and Satan will be bound for a thousand years, and he won't mess around with any of us. That's right. Amen. Amen. But he'll be loosed at the end of that millennium. He will for a short time, for a short period. For a short time. And then he'll be destroyed again and cast forever into the lake of fire along with all the people who never believed in Jesus Christ. Right. Is that you, my friend? Be with us, will you? Amen. Be with us. I want you to go with us in the rapture. Amen. I want you to... I want you to come back to earth with Jesus Christ in his return. Amen. And then I want you to live with us during the thousand years in his rule. Hallelujah. Please do it. You can do it today simply by believing. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's right. Whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Believe today, and you'll have it immediately. And then grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think once you get saved, and you, and you know you're saved, you'll want to know more about the of your salvation. And we have this wonderful book called the Bible, the Word of God, 66 books, 40 authors. All of it is the very Word of God, and it tells us how to live, what to believe, how to behave, oh, and what to look for. Uh, all of that stuff, and uh, that's how we know this stuff. Uh, Curtis, 
I'll let you close the prayer today and because uh, I'm just starting to lose my voice. <laughs> All right. You got it, Pastor. Uh, thank you very much for, for uh, uh, this past hour of instruction and enlightenment. I sure do appreciate it. Uh, and it was, uh, it was uh, uh, really kind of a, uh, an amazing thing that you could, were able to condense all of that in an hour. Uh, <laughs> but but you, you, you did a great job. So let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for another day of life, and we, we thank you for your incredible grace and mercy to us sinners 